You're listening to Mad from Monroe on Big Blocks Garage. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mad Fro Monroe podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Matt Big Block Monroe. Uh, with everything that's going on in the world, um, and we're rewriting history and all that, can we keep Limp Biscuit? Because I, I heard it on the way home from work today, and uh, it turns out I'm still a Limp Biscuit fan. You, you know what? I feel like we can keep them, because the fact that they made, wrote a song, I did it all for the cookie, and that wasn't a radio edit... <laughs> I can I can identify that. It was Nookie. That. It wasn't Cookie. Hey, look, man. <laughs> Matt heard what he heard. I heard what I heard. <laughs> and everybody takes a drink, leaving me to speak by myself. There's that awkward silence about cookies. <laughs> Tonight, this is going to be the Fro Show, by the way. <laughs> this is this is most definitely not the Fro Show. Um, tonight, I, I think uh, we're we're going to kind of touch on. I, we've got some. Movement on some of our projects. We're yeah, working. where are we? Um, right now, we're in my garage. Back where it all started. Back, back where we, we recorded episode number one. Number one. Feels a lifetime ago. It feels like it's been a lot longer than, what did we start in like September? Something like that. So, yeah, it feels like it's been way longer than that. Yeah, it's like, like three, not in a bad way. though. Like 3,000 listens ago. Yeah, we're yeah, we're, close. Close, we're closing in fast. <laughs> we're closing we're, in fast. This is crazy. But the reason why we're over here, um, I'm I'm changing the timing cover on the Fairlane so that I can switch over to a standard rotation water pump. The reverse rotation water pump. I was going to try and find a way to make it work, but I was going to have to add another pulley somewhere, and I'm totally not doing that. I, I'm not feeling it at all. So I have a new timing cover, uh, pulling everything off. Throwing on the new timing cover tonight. I've got a new water pump. I've got enough wiring schematics and lack of common sense to try and at least get it to the point to where it will fire up off of a remote fuel supply. And the goal is that before this weekend is over, I give this thing to start with the key. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. That's that's the, the goal. That's where I want to be at the end of this weekend. With, with the, the brakes working... And and that small amount of progress, I, I I know I said it on a on a previous episode, but I stand by it. If you've got that one hurdle that's just standing right in your way, and you just can't figure out a way around it, you, you've got to get past it. If you if you can't get past it, you're just gonna wind up staring at the car the entire winter and not getting anything done on it. Correct. And I I don't. I don't want to be there. So that that's going to kind of bring me to to a point that I want to make with all of this. So my goal was to try and make to try and build a disc brake setup using uh, components from a '96 Ford Ranger. Uh, I, I've got the components. I've got everything sitting here. The all I had to do was build a bracket. Right. That's right. That's it. Sounds simple enough. Just need to build a bracket to connect the the. The caliper to the spindle. Going to be simple. Should be able to put this together. There's like three different ways I tried to do this. And this is the lesson that I've kind of learned from all of this. If I had just bought the the Willwood brakes to begin with, I'd have probably had the thing running halfway through the winter. And I'd probably be at the point now to where I would be building a drive shaft and running transmission cooler lines and and might be able to drive this car around the block with no windshield in it by, by the end of like this month that's the goal now for the end of summer well i mean sometimes i mean stuff just comes up sometimes that just throws you in a roadblock i mean you wanted to you you had in your mind you were going to build that and like i mean i know for the three of us once our minds made up on something we, we were we're hard pressed to give it up see but that's that's kind of the worst part about this is now that i now that i've put these brakes on the car and saw how easy this kit goes together and how well designed this kit is i'm an idiot i should have done this months ago i I should have done this years ago you know this car this car sat dormant for 10 years right just in my garage you know it sat for another 25 30 in in my grandpa's backyard Uh, i've put a lot of work into this to try and try and get it going and there are certain parts that i was able to fabricate certain parts that i was able to put together I don't recommend anybody builds their own disc brake setup. Just don't. 
So the other thing that that comes up with is if you stare too long at your parts, then you end up doing things that you didn't intend on doing. When I bought the big block, I was just going to freshen it up a little bit. Yeah. I dropped off heads today at the machine shop before I came here with uh, valve springs and retainers because the stock springs won't work with the big cam that I bought. Because, and I thought, man, I got to get the big cam because I'm going to have to buy lifters anyway. And there's no point in putting new lifters on this old cam. And then that turned into, well, now I got to tear this whole thing apart. So I might as well have the block checked out, which I'm glad I did because it had to go 20 over, 30 over. So, you know, if you stare at your parts too long, you end up down rabbit holes. And like whenever I pulled the 318 out of the truck, I was just going to rebuild the 318 that was in the truck. And it was running and I had driven it the day that that head cracked. And here I am, eight years later, putting it on an 84 chassis and shortening it. And, of course, I'm not doing all that. But still yet, it's all stuff that's getting done. If I had just bought a pair of heads for that 318 and, and thrown them on the, just thrown them back on it, I'd probably have driven it over here tonight. But this is this is the the jackass mentality that we get into. Yeah, you know this is there's there's certain things that we want to do our way. There's certain things that we want to have the confidence in ourselves to say. You know, I can I can build that. Yeah. Turns out I can't. That was that was me with the big block in the C10. <laughs> I had so many dudes being like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be an easy swap." <clears throat> yeah. The thing is, whenever so there's a lot of information all over the place but not all of it's good information that's the problem i mean there's, there's hold on of, hold on there's a lot of advice you mean that guy on youtube that resurfaces <laughs> his brake rotors with an angle grinder that's not true it's true <laughs> i mean there it's a it's a clean surface it happened yeah it's true he didn't not do it but well, i mean i think what we're running into is right now there's that generational divide that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. So you got this younger crowd that is coming up with a whole different set of cars than what everybody's used to. But you got these few, these rare few, that are still trying to drive the old. The old. Mm-hmm. But you have the older guys that just can't stand the younger folks. Mm-hmm. So they give bad advice, bad advice on our purpose. And th- I just through like a sentence together with different words so they give out advice bad advice on purpose sometimes you mean you don't have to change your winter air out for summer air i mean if you believe a meme you see on facebook then you don't need to be working on on your own stuff yeah Yeah, that's 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 on on you you. see but but i'll i'll argue with you a little bit on that there are some people out there that simply don't know any better they're just they're just not smart enough to work on their own stuff, and that's what Matt just said. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't know better, and, and don't I do get it. that, but you know, there was a time when we didn't know anything about cars. There was a time when, when we didn't know if somebody would have told me back in the nineties, "Hey, make sure to throw some some antifreeze in with your brake fluid to keep it from freezing." I dare to say I'd have had to have thought about that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, there's some kids out there getting bad advice on Facebook. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like they want to learn, but the group that knows isn't really doing trying real hard to teach them. That's the thing. You got to keep your circle small, and yeah. you got to take your advice from the right people. I mean, you know, I've I've learned a lot from the guys that I've uh, that I've allowed to. I say allowed that I've been able to hang out with, but I also make sure that those guys that I'm hanging out with actually care about giving me good advice right and you know kind of the other way around because if they need something because you know every you can learn something from everybody especially fro building the ford i don't know anything about fords so i mean you know if you can i didn't either right (laughs) but you have to learn it because you own it i didn't know anything about i didn't know anything about a big block mopar i'm a mopar guy always have been right but i've never been into the big block stuff until i bought mine and it was just right place right time right price and I bought it, and I'm not a big block expert by any means still yet, but you don't learn about the stuff until you until you have a reason to. And, and I, I actually talked to somebody about this just the other day. Most of what, I, most of what I've learned about cars, about 
motors, about working on literally anything, is because I broke stuff. Right. I did something stupid. There, there, there was, there was a time when I was I was really big into Jeeps, and I decided I was going to do a spring over lift. You guys heard of this before? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're basically taking the axle from the top side of the spring, you're moving it to the bottom side of the spring, and that gives you your certain amount of lift, usually between four and six inches. And it's supposed to be just stupid cheap, really easy. It's a crock of crap. And it sucks. And it sucks. Like you get a lot of you get a lot of articulation out of it. Right. And you, you wind up with a flat leaf spring that actually works really well when you're out on the trail. But it ain't cheaper. It's not easier. And and the first time I did it, I can remember one of my friends looking over looking over at me going, Man, this looks like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was still a, a fairly commonplace thing back then, but it wasn't commonplace around where I was at. So it was one of those things where I did a lot of research. I looked into it. I, I read a lot of magazines at this point in my life. And a lot of people would, would give me crap because I read so much. I always had a magazine on me. I was reading those articles. I was looking at those articles. I was paying attention to, to what these guys were doing to try and get their Jeeps out on the trail and try to try to get as much articulation as you could, try to get as much grip as you could. You know, I, I think a, a four-inch lift kit for... For that Jeep back then was probably somewhere around $1,200 all in. I think I wound up $1,400 into that spring over lift. So you wind up up nickel and diamond yourself to death trying to shortcut your way around and do something what you consider the easy way. You know, it's it's the same thing with, with... hot rods you go to you go to swap out a rear end you go to switch over to a nine inch or something like that and you go into it thinking okay well i've i've got one that's the right width i've got one that's right i i know what i can do with this and by the end of it you're nine hundred dollars and twelve hundred dollars into a, a rear end that you could have just bought there, there there's those housings that they're selling for like 800 bucks like you're probably okay to start with one of those housings, right? I was oh, looking yeah. at uh, I was looking at Jags the other day, and you can get like a full Gen three Hemi for like I don't know sixty five hundred seventy five hundred dollars, and yeah. then and then you have to get a a unit to control it, you know, whatever that may be. Um, but once you get an engine control unit and all that fuel control ma- fuel management, whatever you end up having to pick up you're like 10 grand into it but if you went to the salvage yard and tried to pull one out then you have to go through it and then you go through and do all the things that you're going to do you're probably the same money in now you lucked out and got a 600 hundred dollar engine that was already ready to go that was a smoking deal no it was it was a good deal sometimes that happens but if you try to cheap out like i there was a point whenever i took the heads off and took the block to the machine shop with the big block that i thought i'll probably just change the valve springs myself i'm sure those heads are fine i'm not going to worry about it and then i thought about it and thought about it and thought about it i ordered pistons forever ago they're not shipping until next month allegedly you know that's part of the <laughs> it's part of the program right now but as i'm waiting on they the pistons, made out of wood as, as i'm waiting on these pistons because you can't get that I, anymore either i keep thinking about man i'm going to be so mad if i put this thing together and you know one of the heads isn't right and I end up blowing a head gasket and I got to take it back out and take it back apart. Something, something stupid's going to happen. There's going to be something that I could have avoided. I'm going to drop a valve spring because I set the spring height wrong or something ridiculous. So I, in, instead of trying to save three, 400 bucks on machine work, I was like, you know what, this is just going to the machine shop and I'm going to spend three, 400 bucks on machine work, get them leveled out, make sure they're good, make sure they're not cracked. Let, somebody that actually sets spring height set the spring height so i don't have to worry about it because if i didn't flatten out a cam or do something stupid like that so if you try to save yourself money it almost always doesn't work and that and that's not to say that you you can't save yourself money in certain certain spots right 
but 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 you gotta you gotta know when to say when. Yeah, you gotta pick your battles. Yeah. I mean, definitely definitely skimp and save where you can't afford to, but then definitely don't be afraid to spend the money. Like I, I mean, there I do know there's other options out there now. I didn't know when I ordered mine, but like got a smoking deal on the Hemi, and then I bought and I spent when I bought the Terminator X for mm-hmm. it. Um, so, I mean, you got, you got like you guys are saying, you got to pick your battles. Like, with my, my rear end, I'm running for it. Got a free housing, but I'm willing to throw whatever money I need to throw at it for all the internals because I want those to be good. Right. And I was willing to pay for the housing, but he wouldn't take any money for it. <laughs> but the, there's, there's, you know, we, we have a friend back home who runs a shop and... Uh, we we went to him to talk to him about the the big block that we're putting together for the Nova, mm-hmm. and you know it's one of those things where you, you you sit down and you talk to somebody who's in the know, somebody who actually knows what they're talking about, and, and he starts dropping little bits here and there about what it's going to take to make this motor survive, what's it going to take to make this work, and there's certain things that you don't think about. That, that he's paying attention paying attention to all the time. So we're, we're thinking what cam, what pistons, what this, what that. And, and he's really focusing on uh, make sure that, that your oil system's up to par. Make sure that that everything about the oil system is clean and ready to go. And, and he's like harping on this a little bit. And the, the more you think about it, the more you realize. Like, that's what this guy does every day. That's his job. Right. He knows more than I do. So it, it's one of those things where he knows what to focus on to make this motor last. And if you make good power, that's great. But this is what you need to do to make sure that you can still make that great power in five, ten years. Well, and it's about knowing what components you're putting in, putting together, too. I mean... If you want to make five six hundred horsepower, you don't buy a crankshaft like a like a cast crankshaft that's capable of supporting five or six hundred horsepower. You buy a forged shaft that can support twelve hundred horsepower, because then that crank's going to last for a for a long time. Same thing with pistons. It's the same thing with all of it. You don't like on the internal pieces especially. You don't cheap out. You don't buy a cheap crappy fuel pump whenever you're trying to push horsepower because then you're going to run out of gas. You ain't hung around my people. I understand. <laughs> but the, the, the fact of the matter is Oh, the that crank will take it? We'll throw it at it. And, and it. and you can absolutely throw it at it. But the thing is, is how long is it going to last? The first time you get down the, down the track and there's a detonation, that crank's destroyed. If you spent money on that crank and you detonate, you're probably going to be, be able to live to, you know, to fight another day. It's not going to work if you're at the limits of your parts. It'll work. It's not going to last. If there's anything wrong, it's kind of done. So that's what Matt's talking about: picking your battles with what you're, you know, with what you're skimping on. Right. I'm not buying like an MSD box because I don't know what I'm doing with <laughs> with ignition. I don't. I don't have any clue. So I'm just doing electronic ignition. I'm not making stupid horsepower. I don't need a two-stage any of that with the truck. So, but see, that's that's where you know that that brings me to an, another point in this conversation. Um, when you're running that stock style ignition, that's where you'll start seeing some of your weaknesses. And, and they even they even covered it on an episode of uh, Engine Masters. Mm-hmm. They talked about it. Um, you know, I, I, I have a friend who's been having drivability issues all this week. And he has gone through, I think he's on his fourth HEI ignition module before it finally fixed itself, before it finally came back around. And it was one of those things where, where he replaced the first module and it still ran like crap. So he, he went back, he replaced it a second time ran great until you stuck your foot in it. If you got anywhere over 2000 RPM, it would stutter and fall on its face. So he calls me and he says, well, what do you, what do you think? You know, we've got a group chat. We're talking about it back and forth. And I was like, I, I would do the module again. 
really? And I said, yeah, I do the module again. I mean, I, I've seen it to where, you know, you'll, you'll get a bad one every now and then. You may have just had a bad run and got two or three bad ones, you know? Yeah. It's possible. It's rare, but it's possible. I've seen it happen. So he, went, he goes back. He throws another module in it. Sure enough, that's where the problem's at. Now he's back up. He's running. Everything's good. That's one of the weaknesses of of stock style ignition. You know, I've I've got a setup that's using an AGI module in this car in the in the Fairlane. I did a bunch of research on it. I know it'll work. I've actually got it to fire. I know it'll fire, but I'm still I'm still at the mercy of an AGI module. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's going to come a point when that thing goes bad. When it goes bad, it's my fault because I decided to go with a stock-style ignition. Right. So everything's going to have its drawbacks. But if you don't know, my, I guess my thing is if you don't know how to use a part and it's not a crucial part, like a like a 6AL box or something, <laughs> then probably don't buy that 6AL box because you're going to hate it and you're going to fight it forever. Unless you either learn how to do it or... You just live with the repercussions of having a stock, you know. And, and it takes some research to, to use stuff like that. You know, you, you've got you've to be able to read up on it. You've got to be able to watch some videos on it. You've mm-hmm. got to be able to, to... If you're going to dive into that pool, you better know what you're diving into. Absolutely. I mean, you got to be willing to do the homework. I mean, there's no other, there's no other way around it because you don't want to be the guy that tries to get apart when something breaks. And you have no clue what you're trying to get. Right. Because, I mean, and we're and the three of us are the same. We know every bit and part and everything that's going on these on our cars because mm-hmm. we're doing it ourselves. I mean, you got these guys that just throw stuff on there. And they're like, I don't know, it's out of this. Good luck. See, but, but Bo and I have joked about this. And it's it's a different set of laws for those guys. If you don't know, it don't work. Sometimes it works for a good long time. I mean, I'll give you that. Yeah. Like if you're not, if you don't, if nobody tells you you can't do that, and you do it, and it works, it's not right. But, but it's, it works. It works right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've all been to those car shows and looked under the hood of a pretty nice car and went, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody's done it. Oh man. There, I don't know how many times I've looked under the hood of a car and went, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that they put that there. You know, you got brake lines routed right next to headers and, <coughs> you know, I mean, sometimes space prohibits and you've got to run your brake lines where you can run them. But, man, I've seen some that are like, you're you're going to have brake problems there, you know, or or you see fuel lines that are running right up next to an exhaust all the way up the frame and you're like what in the world are you thinking and then they get mad because whenever it's a hot day outside and you know they they can't start their car after they drove it 30 miles and shut it off (laughs) like yeah obviously and one one of the big things for me is wiring and and i think a lot of that comes from the fact that you know i did some car audio work for a while. I, I, I did some 12 volt electronics work for a while. I can't stand to look under the hood and just see like butt connectors and, <laughs> and stuff twisted together. And you know, it, I, I remember driving to a car show one night and on the way there, there's a 67 Nova pulled over on the side of the road and it is ablaze. <laughs> just fire rolling out both windows. The, the windshields cracked I, I I had to I had to kind of stop and take a look at it and I was like, man, I wonder what happened. Sure enough, it was an electronics problem. It was just some something had gone wrong. You know, a, a power wire had rubbed on a piece of bare metal and, and caused that wire to catch fire. And it just built from there. You know, no fuses used in the system. Right. Anything like that. You're you're asking for trouble and there there is nothing worse. Than the look on that poor guy's face while he watches his Nova burn to the ground, right. especially a '67. You know, it, it's. I hate seeing it. Maybe somebody snagged it up and put it back together by now, but I doubt it. Man, that's actually starting to be more and more common. Right. Is these guys bringing these cars back from fires? Yeah, like the Barbecuta. Yeah. 
Or there's I like, wouldn't call that thing brought back. <laughs> well, I mean, that's we, because just because it runs. That's because it's a dulcet. I can make though. this thing run. It won't have anything working. But well, no, but, like there's even a guy that bought a Hellcat that burned up, and the engine ended up being fine. He just had to re- rebuild it, obviously, but the block was fine. The internals were fine. He, it just needed new seals and gaskets, and then everything in the under the hood for the rubber aspect of it. But he redid that entire car and it ran and drives and he got it for like two grand because they thought it was a complete write off. That's crazy. But see, some of that stuff catches fire now and it's just a puddle. <laughs> yeah, especially it's if it's a, a puddle with a steel, a couple steel frame rails laying there <laughs> and a crankshaft <laughs> and a crankshaft <laughs> and some valves because they're filled with like magnesium or something. No, once that stuff lights, it don't. It, you can't put it out. Yeah, but they're filled with it. They're not coated in it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying. You hit, you hit that. You somehow hit that magnesium with a water hose. You are in for a whole different fireworks show. <laughs> I don't think they're magnesium filled, but it's something ridiculous. Oh man, I remember when magnesium wheels. I'm really hoping now. Hmm? I'm really hoping now. They, they filled those valves in the Hellcats with something, but I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. Hopes and dreams, probably. <laughs> The souls of lost hot rodders. <laughs> Probably the leftover cocaine when they're trying to decide what to put the Hellcat in next. <laughs> John DeLorean works for Dodge. <laughs> he's their secret. He's their secret he designer. Wasn't, he wasn't doing cocaine. He was selling cocaine. He was shipping it in the. In that's the, yeah, yeah. In the DeLorean car. In the DeLoreans, yeah. That's what it was. It's awesome. Interesting story. Look that up. <laughs> There's a movie about it now, though, isn't there? Uh, yes. Yeah, there's a movie about it, and then what is that? Is it autobiography? Not a car movie. Same as Grease. Is it? Uh, is that autobiography that's on Motor Trend? Yes. That's what it was on, right? Yeah, they talked about it a lot on that. They, that was there's a, some really, that's a pretty cool show. There's some really interesting stories that come out on those shows. I saw that on there. I'll have to check it out. Dude, you're going to have to check it out, because there's some really cool sh- stuff on there that, that nobody knows about. There was one where this... <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to get into it because we're going to go down a rabbit hole. Don't, that don't, ru- be don't ruin the show. No, it's not about a spoiler. It's just I don't necessarily want to go there. So we'll just, <laughs> we'll just buy. Is this the episode it. about the Dale? No. Okay. Yes. Watch the episode yes. about the Dale. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly why I don't. I know go exactly there. why we're not going there. It's, yep. it, it, watch the episode on the Dale. Talk Trust about, me. Talking about the Intimidator? No. no, no. The Dale. The it's, car is called the Dale. Yeah, it was a oh. three-wheeled car that was supposed to get like 150 miles per gallon in the in the gas crunch in the 70s and stuff, but it it never operated ever. And uh, that's the end of our synopsis for yeah. this episode because from there it just goes wild. Yeah, it's like way weirder than the DeLorean story. It's way weirder than the DeLorean story. <laughs> okay, I'll have to check it out. Um. I guess my update. Start going back around to updates. <laughs> and now we're back. <laughs> now we're back. And we're back. And we're back with <laughs> Gary Busey. <laughs> I'm staying out of it. Fro, you are Gary Busey. <coughs> I hope not. I'm not the Gary Busey of the group. No, we don't have a Gary Busey in this garage. Ooh. Oh, okay. We Ooh. may have been talking to one last week. <laughs> Love you, Narcs. <laughs> that, that guy puts together a hell of a show for us. He does. Oh, he's so much fun. I was listening to that on the way over here. Oh, my gosh. That guy's so much fun. And the funny thing is, too, like you can hear his energy, sort of, but until you see the guy and hang out with him, like, you have I, no idea how energetic you, that dude is. You can't is. convince me he doesn't sleep just like an hour a day. Oh, and dude. then just gets right back to doing something. We were talking about it after we wrapped up, me and Fro were. That dude's got the energy of like a three-year-old. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I don't understand how that works. I bet he doesn't sleep an hour a day. I bet that dude runs like a madman <laughs> until 9.30, and then he passes out like a coma <laughs> until like 5 in the morning. And then he he doesn't even like get up. Like, he's not one of those... Uh, I, get, I get the feeling he's not one of those guys who, like, mopes around the house for an hour trying to get himself together before he leaves. I think the dude is dressed when he gets up. Do you think he's halfway to work and before just he realizes he forgot his car? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got a lot of energy. And that, guy, that guy's a good time. He's, he was, he we had a lot of fun blast. talking to him. Good, good dude. Good people. Him and his brother both. Now, what, what was your update? My update. Um, I'm kind of at a standstill on the duster because we're... 
uh, rep body work phase. So we got to wait for everybody's schedules to jive up to start putting 10 on. So I start focusing on the intake. Figure, start buttoning up the rest of the engine stuff I need to button up. So I figure I start at the top, work my way down. So I got the fuel injectors installed. And if you've never installed fuel injectors on a Hemi fuel rail, count yourself lucky. I was at it for about an hour and a half. Could, really? Oh, man, it sucked. Now, I imagine for most folks when they do the injectors, the intake and everything's attached to the engine. Uh, and they're just pressing down and getting everything reseated that way. Well, mine's not on the engine. So I'm sitting here with the fuel rail just all loosey-goosey. Trying to sit there and like using like Marvel Mystery Oil to lube the O-ring and everything up. Then the lube where it's going. And then we just press. I, I, my hand still hurts <laughs> from from the injector nozzle digging in a little bit on a couple of them. Oh my gosh! It was it was rough. I mean, at the same time, like I now know I can do injectors. <laughs> well, there you go. I've never done injectors. It's <sighs> carburetors worked so good. <laughs> I know they yeah. worked so good. That's why I'm still a carb guy. For so long, I'm not so, either way. They were so good to us. Like I, I can, I can see the the upside of both. You yeah, know, you, no. you you really don't see like when when you know taking it right back to what we watched on TV, going right back to the the engine masters episodes. You don't see a lot of EFI on engine masters. You see a lot of carburetors. Yep. Yeah. So it, it's you know they they have a preference. The episode that I watched today, oddly enough, is blow through carb versus blow through EFI uh, throttle body. So that one was pretty interesting. And no spoilers, I haven't watched it yet. I'm not going to give anything I, away, but I haven't had a chance to watch anything for a while. It is what it is. I mean, it, it was a pretty cool episode. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, so the carb thing. I mean. Man, carbs are pretty well designed. <laughs> like, when you start looking at some of this stuff, even, I mean, NASCAR's running EFI at this point, but they just started in the last six, seven years running EFI. A lot of the top fuel stuff's still running big, giant carbs. I, I can't imagine what size the injector would have to be to run one of those top fuel cars. That's what I'm saying. You can't, like, EFI is not necessarily capable. It takes so much more fuel flow. You ever watch them do, like... A flow test of a top fuel dragster it I, is impressive yeah. the amount of fuel those things move right and then that's that's all carb stuff jet boats <coughs> a lot of carburetors on jet boats i mean all this stuff that's huge horsepower is still running carbs so i mean efi is awesome that's especially for dependability especially for street driving especially for a horsepower like a thousand and below and it'll support above a thousand, but I think at that point it's probably where it starts getting a little easier to do the carb deal. Like I'm, I'm still gonna be wrong. I'm still super excited to have EFI and a modern Hemi in my duster because I love driving my duster. That's right. my favorite. Th- that's my favorite place to be is in my duster. And I mean, the Slant Six was great, and I drove it a lot to a lot more places than I should have probably for how sketchy it was. But I mean. Pause. <coughs> Unpause. <laughs> Sorry. I had an issue. I put that there. I will actually edit this section out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I will. I'll take care of it on this one. Uh, it kidding. seems to be amusing not to. But uh... I think everybody enjoys the fact that I lie to you every time. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, don't worry, man. It won't be in there. <laughs> and now it's in. It ain't no, going away now. No, we're going to take that out, man. It's fine. It's fine. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. How would they know? Because I'm not really going to take it out. But if it's past the 35-minute mark, Matt's napping while he's editing anyway. <laughs> if he sleeps through it, you're out of luck. I, I told, I'm telling you all right now. I decided next year, if I'm in the, during the winter, I'm going to get me an electric blanket so I can like huddle up. and. Why don't you just move your media center inside? Because I have this thing called Toddler. Yeah. I got one, too. Yeah. Yeah. But... Mine likes to throw furniture for a game. Are you sure that's not the dog? I'm 90% confident it is the child. <laughs> but I, you can't convince me kids and dogs can't talk to each other. <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell me otherwise. I really think 
the Look Who's Talking movies, they had it figured out. Well, I think the reason your kid and dog can, like, communicate is because your dog's possessed. So that's part of it. I mean... He might be a medium. I mean, no, there's a demon in that dog for sure. That's what um, I'm saying. No medium. See the dog off little Nikki? Yeah. Okay. Also the one off of uh, Grown Ups. <laughs> he also had a guest appearance in Van Wilder. <laughs> and there's our tangent. There we go. Um... But no, I mean it's why like I'm still focused on the kid and dog. Uh, back to editing. Back to editing. No, I'm gonna have like an electric blanket and the heaters and everything because I mean it got cold you out need there. To just get a space heater for your garage. We can pick one up. See, here's what I was kind of thinking about doing. Like, there's just there's a whole self-contained unit that's a DIY air conditioning slash heater hmm. for garage space. It's like 1,200 bucks. Nice. Um. I'm really thinking about investing in myself and doing that. Tax write-off. And then we won't have to sweat all summer while we're recording. Live my, live my best life. <laughs> I, don't know, I, was trying to th- I was trying to figure out how to get this. I got, I, I, I'm sorry. I was, I was, I was spaced out. <laughs> Look over phone. He's just over there grinning at me like... <laughs> And like it's times like this, I wish we had a camera so you could see our faces. It would be nice. Speaking One of, of these days, we got to start figuring out how to record this and put it on YouTube so, too. So what I've been digging, what I've been through, and you I just think Fro keep piling on the Matt's plate. Well, I think Fro's getting ready to touch on this. <laughs> um, like if you do a live stream through Streamlab, you can hang on to the video, and then you can also download the audio. So like, say the three of us end up a little bit more spread out. Or the road conditions are bad or something. We can all get on Wi-Fi on our computers, and we can do a podcast through live stream, and then we can always download the audio and put it put it out as a podcast. But then also have the video we can put on YouTube. That'd be pretty cool. I, I'm out. Why? Because I know what I look like. So 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 I picked my nose three times during this episode already. I, I don't need that. I didn't even it. notice you do it. So there you go. <laughs> I'm looking right across at you. Joking. Joking. So, so I'm glad you. I'm glad you went there because I was going to say I ate three boogers while we were talking about this too. <laughs> Good God! See that also the, a joke. <laughs> but but the 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 funny thing that that I kind of picked up on last week. Last week we actually I, I actually got to sit in with with uh, with Matt over here on the uh, what is it Direct Connections Live Direct Connections Live with the Mopar Hunter and got to sit in on on that and watch how. He kind of conducts things on his show, and I had every intention of of Brady bunching out and just looking at whoever was talking, and then like maybe getting up halfway through and just walking off, and then coming right back in a pink Sasquatch suit, <laughs> something, something like that. Like I had every intention of of just being me, and then the, the we were in kind of a hurry to get to jump on, and when we jumped on, I was like, okay, cool. So I'm, I, I'm sitting there, and we discussed this before, but I, I'm sitting there, and I was like, okay, so now we're on camera. So that's interesting. And, and then Chris looks looks over, and he's like, so Fro, and I was like, oh, God, he's talking to me. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Total, but, total Talladega Nights moment. Fro's like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. It was it was a, it was interesting to, to see how that guy interacts with everybody it was interesting to see how that whole process went you know you you kind of watch it and you kind of think to yourself well you know these these guys probably prep for you know a couple hours to try and figure out what they're going to say and what they're going to talk about and where they're going to go with this and like as soon as you're on there you realize this is completely off the cuff this is basically the same as what we do when we're in the garage because let's face facts when, when matt edits He's taken out pauses and, and stuff like that. But we come in here, we sit down, and even half the time when we say pause and unpause, it's only so we can research something or so I can sneeze. Yeah. You know, we, we come in here, we sit down, we do, we do our thing, mm-hmm. we try to have fun with it, and it, it's, it's off the cuff. We, we don't go back and retouch anything because it's stupid for us to do that. I mean, there's no reason for us to go back and retouch it. I mean... I, the one thing I will say that probably helps our show be as growing and popular as it is is the fact that we are just we're very genuine about what we're saying and we're just 
And we're just literally we're just three guys bullshitting in a garage about cars. <laughs> Bravo, oh, good catch. But that, but that's a lot of what this comes down to is is you know I I love going to car shows. Yeah, I I love going to the races as long as I'm going with with some of my friends. I I enjoy almost every aspect of of what it, what this culture entails. You know, one once again, I'll be I'll be working at the the uh, Casa Cherished Children Cruise over in Miami, Oklahoma. I believe April thirtieth. I just you know, this I, I am I am truly looking forward to just cruising Maine and watching you know how this thing unfolds. Then the next day I'm going to be in Tulsa. I'm going to go to the Starbird Show. I'm going to hang out there. I'm going to see what kind of cars they've got kicking around there. There's there's stuff coming up. Uh, uh, John and and Bo got registered for for race week. You know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be going with those guys. Um, I think John will be racing. I think I think Bo will actually be driving, and I, I think he signed up for uh, Road Week. I, I believe that's what you were telling me. But uh, it, it's you know I, I enjoy stuff like this. It, we we joked about it before the before we started talking, and I you know that we we don't know we didn't know coming in here what we were going to talk about, which seems to be pretty par for the course for us. I've got a box that I drug down from my attic that has all of my like car show mementos and and the stuff that I want to keep. Not for any, not, not because it's going to be worth anything, you know. I, I've got my Freiburger and Finnegan autographed Roadkill hat. It's not going to be worth anything, but I like it. Right. I'm glad that I have it. You know, I've, I've got a T-shirt in there that's signed by Lucky Costa and Rutledge Wood. That was the. More than anything, that just reminds me of being at at that power tour stop in Oklahoma City. You know, it, it, Rutledge Wood was a, a genuine class act. He was a good dude, and and you know, he he talked to my son and talked to him like he was just another car guy. This is what I like about this culture. This is what I like about what it is that we do. These guys tend to be very receptive. To what's going on you know we we've we've made jokes about the the stanced out cars and you know the three guys in this room know that that's not a joke those things are stupid get them off the road <laughs> that being said he's like we're such a supportive culture your car sucks <laughs> your cars are dumb <laughs> I, but but that that's what i'm saying is is we we all have our own thing we all have our own way of going with this and your way may not be my way and if it's not i don't care about it so I mean, it's being able to. There's always somebody who's willing to accept these groups. There's, a, right. I, I'm not them, but there's always somebody who's willing to talk to these guys. And that there touches shouldn't be though. That's part of the problem. That touches right back on. <laughs> that touches right back on on what we talked about at the at the beginning of the episode. You know that some of these guys are getting advice from the wrong people, or getting bad advice on purpose. From these people, so right. you've got alignment issues. You know there there are there are still some good old hot rodders out there, and, and mm-hmm. I, I wish those guys would step more to the forefront mm-hmm. and push those morons to the back. You know. So speaking of the pink Sasquatch suit from like twenty minutes ago, <laughs> I found out what depression's like today because, or not today, but this week, because I am completely caught up on roadkill. Roadkill Garage, Dirt Every Day, and Engine Masters. So I don't know what to do with my free time. I I, I have the solution for this, but you're gonna you're gonna have to be open minded. You're gonna have to be receptive. I, I know what your solution is, and I'm Street Outlaws. No, <laughs> I, I I personally enjoy Street Outlaws. No, but so you and I talked a few days ago about Vice Grip Garage, and I'm probably going to get into it. But Motor Trend app has gotten me so spoiled. I do not have to go through YouTube. I'm, I'm, going, to be, I'm going to be straight up about this. Uh, I have burned up so much time 
on YouTube. I know that's the problem. You can get lost in YouTube really, but but really some fast. of it's so so good, you know. Uh, with the freedom, some of it's so bad. With, with the Freedom Five Hundred being, you know, just past us, mm-hmm. uh, there, there there's some of that footage coming out of the Freedom Five Hundred with everybody who was there. You know, uh, Vice Grip Garage released his footage. That dude has a genuine good time wherever he goes. Yeah. You know, he's he's one of those guys who just has fun wherever he goes. Um, it, watching the watching the Murder Nova video, he got invited to the Freedom 500, and he released his, his in-car footage. And it's hilarious. You can tell that that guy is having a blast the entire time he's on the track. Watching the end of his footage where he's standing in the in the stands watching everybody else finish up the race because his car is out. You know, you, you see the the Diesel brothers walk up next to him and start talking to him. You, you Are see, they still a thing? Um, yes, but they did lose a big chunk of money to the EPA. I, I don't want to knock those guys. And and this is this is the I'm crazy part. I'm not knocking them. I'm just I thought that that was. This this is the crazy thing for me because we've discussed this several times. I am not a roll coal guy. I don't understand diesels, and I don't care to understand diesels. Again, that's that receptive culture in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, the, those guys do some genuinely good stuff. You know, those guys do do some stuff for. Uh, they do some <laughs> positive things. For you know the, the the industry that we pay attention to. Fair enough. The, the, all of these guys are going to have a downside. Yeah, it, all they, of these guys are going to have a downside. Those you guys know? are probably fine, but the problem is, is it's not aimed at us because it's diesel stuff. And, and I get that, but at the same time, it's still fabrication stuff. It's still yeah. it's still something you can watch a video for and and, and at least kind of learn from it. Yeah, you can learn from it. It's just you know when you're not having fun watching it, it's really hard to. And there are shows that I don't watch because they're just not fun to watch, and it's hard to muddle through that if you're not enjoying it. I, I can't really learn some from something if I'm not actually having a good time watching what I'm watching. I, I get that, and the funny thing about uh, you know getting back to to Vice Grip Garage, the funny thing about that show is is if you watch some of the some of the episodes, you can see that the, that dude he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You can see that he's he's probably fairly educated on what it is that he's doing. He plays the part really well that he may not know what he's doing and it's really entertaining to watch the the guy has a different way of talking he has a different way of acting you know he's from i believe he's from minnesota and he's got that there minnesota kind of thing going on hey and it's almost canadian you know refers to the the distributor as a lightning whirler and and refers to gasoline as a fire maker and and he's he's that guy and it's really interesting to watch the reason I get I get lost in YouTube is because of of guys like that guy because of of some of the episodes with Murder Nova. You know, most of those Street Outlaws guys they have their own their own little YouTube broadcast now. They can't talk <laughs> about the show, but they can talk about their cars and they right. can talk about what they're doing in in their quote unquote off season. Um, there's there's some some really interesting stuff on YouTube. You know, it, it, we've talked about junkyard dave before now he's to the point where he's made his fourth um carbon fiber roof for his car because the first three didn't work you got to respect a guy who can show you that i did this three times he's probably two thousand dollars into putting a roof on that car yeah that happens and and it's for me, that's kind of interesting, you know, to watch. The, 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 he's got some other stuff out, and I'm, I'm going to be dead honest here because it, it's he has some other videos out there that don't cover that Hellcat Trailhawk Challenger Magnum or, or yeah. Charger Magnum that he's trying to build. And I don't like any of those videos. They they are terrible. Like it's just not material that I want to. I I care to look at. But you know, watching 
some of the stuff that he's going through to to get that magnum put together it's really interesting i can dig it fair enough and i watch a lot of uh like late 80s monster truck racing see that this is the problem (laughs) with youtube once you start going down any given rabbit hole you find yourself 74 rabbit holes over (laughs) and it's three o'clock in the morning and you're like what happened but you now know how to dig to my life. But you now know how to dig a Taj Mahal style hole in the ground in the middle of India with sticks. Right. Yeah. It's I, that's my problem with YouTube. So I don't know that that's India. I don't Is know where they, I don't know where they're at. But there's just it's just saying stuff. <laughs> don't ex- now I'm curious. Now I want to know where it was at. Don't expect historical accuracy on this show. <laughs> <laughs> my wife mentioned to me today that she wanted to start having a notebook with her whenever she's listening to the show so that she can call me out up and, and correct me. Start fact-checking On a us. whole bunch of stuff. Listen, you, she just needs to take a page States. out of AJ's wife's page and just hang out in the background. Just hang out. She's not going to hang out here. She would hate hanging out. The United out States was like founded this. on speed. <laughs> Big. Hot, nasty, hot, badass hot. speed. <laughs> hot, nasty. Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> I love I love made up historical quotes. Yeah, those are the best, especially that one. That's my favorite one. <laughs> there are there are a couple that have been shared in our our text message group. The Taj Mahal is in India, not the actual Taj Mahal. Oh. I know where the actual Taj Mahal is. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? A hole? The Taj Mahal style pool. Oh, the pool that he's talking about. The <laughs> I didn't know they were digging. Anybody who's been on Facebook, anybody who's been on Facebook, has inadvertently watched one of these videos. Oh man, it's like it's miraculous. Like, like I want to know if I can pull this off, or is it going to be that special kind of dirt? <laughs> like Matt, <laughs> Matt's digging a hole in his backyard. Um, my wife actually shot that down. I wanted to dig a <laughs> dig a. Pond in the backyard, like a small one, and put a little bluegill in it so me and my boy could fish together. <laughs> terrible plan. Oh, man, it would have been great. Yeah. It would have been great. And you know it because you'd been right there fishing with me because you just want to drink the beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm out on the backyard pond thing. I think it would have been great. <laughs> I'm just not a fisherman. Agree to disagree. <laughs> That's The only thing worse than fishing is listening to somebody talk about fishing. Listen, man. <laughs> now I will. I will say this: all three of us met a very entertaining fisherman. <laughs> Who's the fisherman? What uh, I know, no, no, no. I know where you're going with that. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I'm not big into fishing. I don't know why you panic about it. I'm the only one left standing. <laughs> oh, so gotcha. I'm not a fisherman. <laughs> I, I don't care to go out on boats. I, I've had friends who have had big, gnarly jet boats. I like going with somebody on their boat. I have zero desire to own a boat. I, I want to own one. One boat. I already own one. I've got a Challenger. I know, but I want to I want to own one, <laughs> one real boat. It is a real boat. And it's the one that the, uh, the Shriners drive in the Christmas parade. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a Volkswagen chassis under there or what, but that's the one I want. I want to drive that one. You could just we could get a uh, ooh. This could go along with the uh, the metro races. We could get amphibian cars and have like a uh, triathlon. Do you, know, do you know how many people would murder us if we goofed up? I'm not talking about car? goofing them up. I'm talking about having a triathlon. Look, man, I saw this episode of Top Gear. I already know how this ends. I didn't. This ends with us goofing up some amphibian cars. Because <laughs> somebody's going to yell, damn the torpedoes, and throw a propane tank at each other. The triathlon could be drag races, and then, and then lake races, and then dirt track races. No. Yeah. I can't. Okay. Sharing too much personal information. <laughs> I can't swim. Wait, what? I will not compete in a water category. <laughs> I'll get you floaties. No, I do not. I don't want floaties. I don't want a live fest. Okay, there we was can a time. Make it a relay race. You Why were you on a out. jet boat if you can't swim? That's like the boat you're most likely to come out of. Okay, so listen. Here's how this goes. <laughs> so I had a couple buddies who who had jet boats. Okay, and my friends are liars. Okay, and they will lie to get you on the boat. 
and then and then as soon as you're in the boat, as soon as you're in the boat, like you're the victim. Like it's done. <laughs> you you don't back? have any input at that point. Okay? <laughs> He's got the gas pedal. He's got the steering wheel. You are at the mercy of your friend and Poseidon, okay? That's it. <laughs> I don't think you were in salt water. You, you mean to tell me you think Poseidon don't live in Grand Lake? <laughs> yeah, because that like place somewhat. Stinks. There's nothing that lives it's in Grand like Lake. It's more like Methiden. You're absolutely right. The fish so, don't even live in Grand Lake because you can smell them. <laughs> so... <laughs> they're like let's take the boat out you know i i want to test it and i want to make sure that it's doing what it's supposed to do well i mean you're not gonna you're not gonna set up here on the bank are you yeah yeah i totally am you go out there and have fun i'll watch from here and let you know if i see anything that sticks out <laughs> they're like man just get in a boat and then it turns into shaming and then it turns into like like level 15 peer pressure and the next thing you know you're crawling in the boat I feel like you're you like, could have I, been abducted as a child. You're like, I don't, I don't want to be in the boat. I'm not boat people. I didn't bring boat shoes. <laughs> I don't got the right shoes. So you crawl in the boat, right? Yeah. And and you get in the boat, and you realize that if you stick your hand out the side of the boat, it's in the water. That's how far the boat is in the water. And there's no way you're ever going to get this to plane out because the the driver weighs like 12 pounds. And just as a point of reference, I weigh 70 pounds to his 12. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm with you. I don't think the math checks out. The math, the math is all right. <laughs> the math is probably off. It's probably closer to 150 versus twice that. So. <laughs> Way to really uh, dull that down. I, I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm past it. The joke has run its course. Fair enough. So I'm in the boat, and here we go across the water. I am clutching the seat of the boat with one hand and clutching the side of the boat with the other hand. There are no life jackets in this particular boat. No. But it's one of those things. Because where, if you fall out and hit the water, it's not going to matter. <laughs> but it, but it's one of those things where your friend looks at you and goes, oh, don't worry about it, man. It's going to be fine. Like don't You don't even need to worry about it. It's not that big a deal. I ain't going to go fast. And then you can't hear him for the rest of whatever it is he has to say because all you can hear is a 455 with open headers blowing across the lake as fast as it'll possibly go. And he's waving his hand the whole time as if to say, don't worry about it. We're not even going that fast. It's fine. You're good. Yeah, you're going that fast. It doesn't matter. You're going to die. Anything over like 40 on the water, the water turns into concrete. It's true. It hurts. Because I used to go tubing a lot when I was a kid on Grand Lake. Yeah, I could have died. Yeah, it's it hurts to hit the water when you're going 35, 40 then, miles an hour. But there's certain things about being on the water that will throw you off. Like, we, we did a uh, a poker run one time. <laughs> and we're in a, a 24, I think it was a 24-foot formula or something like that. Which is a, a fairly sizable boat. Mm-hmm. But all of the boats leave at the same time. And as soon as you hit a certain point, everybody lays into the throttle. All of a sudden, there are now hills and valleys in the water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. And as we're going along, we're sitting on top of one of the hills, which is great, until we drop into one of the valleys. And now I don't want to play anymore. Because <laughs> I'm below water level at this point. That's not cool. I had no idea this is where your sensitivity was. Oh, man. Was. I, didn't, I didn't know either. I didn't know it was water. Yeah. I mean, I, I drink it. That's about it. I've never seen you drink water. I've only ever seen you drink tea or Mountain Dew. Well, you know, fish do stuff in water. <laughs> <laughs> they use carbonated water in Mountain Dew. <laughs> Great. Now I can't drink Mountain Dew anymore. <laughs> Appreciate you opening up. So, for those who don't know me, I drink a lot of Mountain Dew, and I'm deathly afraid of drowning. (laughs) I understand the fear of drowning. I'm scared of drowning. But I didn't realize that that was the... I I didn't know that was the... You didn't realize boats was where it was at? I didn't know... Yeah. Turns out, you know what happens next to boats? Drowning. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought we were talking about where it was at. (laughs) 
So this is why you will never see us working on a boat together. I don't know. That's why I don't want to own a boat. Because I don't want to work on a boat. I, I like going on someone else's boat. Now, I don't know that I... I don't want to go fast on the water. Let's clarify that. I'm my definitely stepdad, more of a pontoon guy. Yeah, see, my stepdad's got a pontoon boat. That's fine. I'm good with that. I'm out on the whole jet boat, cigarette boat, the whole all that stuff. That's insane to me. See, and they, and they kind of try and make it seem like hot rodders are, are big on, on jet boats. Hot rodders are, you know, anything anything where the motor's sticking out of it and you got open headers and, and man, that sounds manly. No, I don't want anything to do with it. I like the way they look. <laughs> They're cool. I can, I can live without it. They're cool. I like them with the big... I like a lot of it because of the paint, and they're really loud and obnoxious, and the paint is, like, flaked to the 10th degree. It's cool. It's kind of lowrider style. I dig it, but I don't I don't want to get in one, and I certainly don't want to own one. And I, I mean, definitely, I definitely don't want to work on one. I didn't I think boats is where we were going to wind up tonight. I definitely, I definitely didn't, didn't want to be the guy that's not in control of the boat. No, well... Yeah. I don't want to be a passenger. Mm-mm. No, especially not in a boat like that. No, no, nope. I'm out. I'm out, and I'm not good enough of of a what do they call it? A pilot? <laughs> I don't know if you're a pilot. You're, you're a captain. You're the, you're the captain now. <laughs> I don't want to be the captain because I'm not good enough to. I don't pilot. think there's a captain of a jet boat. I don't. Think I don't think so either. I think it's pilot. I think that's what they call it, isn't it? <laughs> We're gonna have know. to fact check this. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Not saying a word. I ain't fact checking nothing. Is that writer? Are you a writer in a jet boat? It's a seaman, first class. <laughs> but no, so there's no segue to make this nice and easy. We're getting to the pretty close to the end of this one tonight. Uh, Matt, where can they find us? They can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Podpage. If you Google Big Box Garage or Mad for Monroe, you'll find a bunch of us. <laughs> At least the three of us. Well, I mean, it, At we, least. Well, we take up like two pages of a Google search. Um, Which is awesome. Just leave that laying right there. Thank you to everybody who listens to us. Um, I, I know I said that we're creeping in on, uh, what is it, 3,000? 3, 3,000. We're closing in fast. Man. How remarkable is that? Thank you, everybody, because that is awesome. Thank yeah. you to everybody, and, and it's everybody everywhere. I mean, it's it's what seven, eight countries now. Nine, nine, nine countries. I wasn't saying nine as a nose because <laughs> we are in Germany. So wait, we wait, are in up. Germany. We apologize to our German audience. <laughs> no, I think they appreciate the clarification. <laughs> So in, in all honesty, folks, like we we really do. <laughs> I can't get it together. I'm sorry. I'm just sitting there like, man, he was really short with fro, and he goes, oh wait a minute, we're okay, we're okay. That was just. That guy was, sounds angry. Oh, oh wait, no, there was a number. There's a number. He made a number. It's okay. They still they're still cool. Well, guys, that was the end of, of that. Um, so we, again, thank everybody for listening. Um, we we. We we really do just get to come in here and act like morons for an hour, and no, it's not an hour. It's an hour before, and at least thirty. It is. After. It is an hour before, and and like an hour after. We we're gonna have to just go ahead and and start doing this, like you know, live style. No, <laughs> no. Where we just start recording as soon as we walk through the door. No, nobody wants to see that train wreck. But. We're going to jump off of here for now because I'm going to go back to working on my car and I need to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go back to waiting on pistons. I want to go work on my car and then jump on. I'm probably alive with Smoke Runner. And I got to get my Do you guys, up. Anybody who's listening to this who hasn't seen that, go go, go to uh, Talking Mopar's Facebook Talking page. Mopar's. And uh, he has direct connections live where. Uh, it's usually know, me. Oh gosh, I thought me, Mopar Hunter, uh, Blake Anderman of DIY Hemi, Johnny Mopar of Johnny Mopar, and <laughs> and then just and then just a bunch of other guys join in. Like it's it's always more and more guys. But I mean, it's really fun because it's just an open forum to sit and talk about cars, which is what we do here. And when he says open forum, he is not joking. There 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 have been some folks that have jumped on there that uh, 
have jumped on there. Have jumped on they, there. They, <laughs> they jumped on there, and then they were told to jump right back off. And then they jumped right back off. It, it's it's truly entertaining watching watching what they what those guys are doing. Um, you know, I, I'm. I want to jump back on there again because now that I've had time to think about the question that was presented while I was on there, I I have some more questions of my own. Well, there you go. I may I, I won't be able to tonight, but uh, I might try to tonight. Try to man, it's it's a good time. Like uh, if he if he sends out a link and it happens, I'll shoot I'll shoot you the link. Yeah, absolutely. But it's uh, it's West Coast time, so it's. Uh, Oh God, yeah. That that is the hard part of being in the middle of the United States, it? and then you make friends with people all across the country. <laughs> Ten to midnight, so right. But I may try to get on there with you. So all right, we'll, like I said, if he happen. sends out if he sends out a link or does it tonight, I'll let you know. Yeah. So we're it. we're gonna work on cars and put out other car content, and uh, I think that settles it. That's it for me, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>